With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I don't want to miss any of the good stuff, so I hit record before we even start, just because you never know what kind of intro you're going to get from JR today. It's a beautiful fucking Wednesday. <laughs> I, won, I won money on even though Calgary Flames sucked ass last night. So I'm happy man today. <laughs> you've been uh, you've been uh, on fire on Twitter lately. You know, since um since Elon Musk took it over, you know, I went maybe, in there and maybe, cleaned house, man. It's like well, Ari maybe, Gold, Ari Gold buying up the old agency and just going in there with the paintball gun and shooting everybody with the paintball I don't, gun. I don't, I don't, I don't, well, we're already on to episode 171 here. Believe it or not, awesome. well, lots happened. Lots happened. I think. Um, well, with, the, with some of the tweets I've been making, and since we talked last week, um, you guys saw me absolutely flip out over our text chain with Buffalo losing to Montreal the other day, and I just lost my mind. I was so irate. And you made a good point, PD. You know, and, and we we see this a lot. Well, they just came off a long road trip. It's the first game back. But still, you got to beat Montreal at home, right? When you're playing that good, and you came off a great road. Montreal's right? been kind of sneaky, though, Jr. They, like, I mean, oh, no question. I the, I get the, it. Yeah. The problem, you know, uh, again, you know, we go back, and you know, there's 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 teams in this league that you, in your mind, you should be beating each and every each and every night, and you know, you you look at a team like uh, you know the Montreal Canadians, or even um how about seattle you know seattle seattle crack and beating coming back uh, a deficit against the calgary flames beat them 5-4 um arizona arizona coyotes going going uh spank the florida panthers 3-1 you start to you start to think to yourself like but i mean you know they beat them it's that's a that's you know listen i mean when florida panthers are losing to arizona coyotes that's a spanking okay it's 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 been very interesting watching you know the chicago blackhawks at one point were on a a four game winning streak mm-hmm. came in uh, came into buffalo um ended up dropping the ball a little bit in that game and lost in overtime but chicago's played exceptionally well we're yeah, talking sure about have. the worst teams yep. in the league yeah well, tell me who the most surprising team in the entire NHL is right now. The entire NHL, one team. Who is it? I got one team in my mind. I have I just one team in my mind, I too, make and I, sure. thought, I thought their coach would have been fired last year. <laughs> I think I mean, we're thinking the same thing. Come on, well, JR. Who are we talking about? What team in the East is surprising the entire NHL? I think it's got to be Buffalo. They're probably number two on my list of biggest surprise in the entire league. Who who's number one? Think Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. New Jersey Devils. They're seven yeah. and three. They've won <laughs> four straight. Yeah, they have been playing well. They went into they went into Washington, gave them a good good spanking too. I I had that. Yeah, you're right. I spanked you know, them the seven one the other uh, two you, nights ago. You know what, and you know what? Why 
you're you guys are dead on is because New Jersey didn't even come into my head. I don't even think about New Jersey. No one does think about New Jersey. So, you know, that being said, that's a very, very good point, right? Seven and three. Wow. They're playing some good hockey. You know, Jasper Bratt. Okay. Jasper Bratt. Who the hell is he? I don't even know who the kid is. Like, I know he's been in the league and I know, you know, he's, he's a solid player, but you know, in 10 games, he's got 16 points right now. Nico Heischer's over a point a game, 10 points in nine games. Um, Jack Hughes is, is still continuing to, to get better as a, as a player, 10, 10 points in 10 games. I mean, there's going to be a point in time when those young players like Nico Heischer, Jack Hughes, Jasper Bratt, they are really going to take off because they're still young guys. Like yeah. you have to remember Jack Hughes is still a young guy. Very young. 21, guy. Didn't he? 21, 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't, so, but New Jersey, I'm looking at their roster right now and everyone was saying Chicago's dog shit. How are they going to be good? Chicago, you know, I mean, they might have a better ro- roster than this. Like Chicago yeah. might have a better roster than this team right here. Vitek Vanacek, I know he's a decent goalie. You got Mackenzie Blackwood and net. Chicago might have a better team than the New Jersey Devils and yet they're seven and three. I'm just shocked because I thought Lindy Ruff would have been out the door this year. And I'm not hoping for that because I played for him or anything. I just thought that maybe that this team is too young and his style might be too old, but he has managed to take these young players that he's had there for a few years and make them buy into a, a, a really nice style of play. I mean, and what is yeah. their style of play? I don't even know what it is. They're fast, man. They play Are fast. They- they play quick. Yeah. They, you know, they're on the rush. I mean, Lindy Ruff isn't hampering this team with defensive play. They're scoring goals. They thumped uh, the Canucks last night, five times the Canucks, but still they thumped the Canucks five to two at West. God, that yeah. team, that team, that team's a, 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 an unbelievable too. I mean, you talk about a lot of talent on a team and losing yeah. hockey games. Holy smoke. I think, I think they've, they've turned on Boudreaux really quick. Really quick. Well, Jeremy, before the season started, I said Vancouver to me is going to be a sleeper in the West. I think this team is massively underachieving, and I don't know if it's a massive problem. Yeah. Like, like I was reading somewhere that that Oliver Ekman Larson deal is creating a lot of issues inside the organization because they want to move him and he doesn't want it. He's not going anywhere and they can't tell you what you talk. You talk about a guy because they wanted him out in Phoenix too. I mean, I, from from what I understand, there's zero pulse whatsoever in him, right? And so much talent. God, what a waste of a of a great hockey player. If that's really true, what they're saying about Oliver and Larson, man. And that GM, I believe he inherited him. I think the last GM made the trade for him, if I'm not mistaken. Then he and then Patrick Alvin, the new general manager, comes in, and I think he inherited him, and he's been trying to move him since the draft or something. I. I like so, I'm not impressed that New Jersey beat Vancouver, but I'm. What about the I'm, other? What about the other? What about the other kid that came up to uh, Vancouver from Arizona, the little guy? Yeah, um, Connor what's Garland. His, what's his name? Yeah, Connor Garland. What's what's he have for for points this year? Regardless of where he plays, he's going to produce points. He's one of those kids. Okay, three he's goals, one of those two players. assists, five points, nine games. Five points, see, nine games. It's average. I, see, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see that being very, very productive, and he's. You know, he's from what I hear, he's very arrogant also in the locker room. So you can't you can't have guys like that in the locker room and with other talented guys and, and expect to win. You just can't do it. 
So I'm is that on? Is that on a? Is that on Boudreaux or is that on the GM? Because let's let's just say let's say because I've been very harsh on Boudreaux. Get rid of Boudreaux. They're not playing for him. But what if there is an issue inside the locker room? Is that on the coach or the GM? That's that. I, well, the coach can try to change the the atmosphere. Um, I think some of the players have to take over that responsibility too. But it is up to the GM to if if it is a bad a, a bad chemistry. You, you you have to get rid of those 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 cancers, right? You got to try to get rid of them somewhere. The problem is, is once they move around a lot, they start getting reputations and they get harder to move, right? So, I mean, I, I know Oliver Ekman Larson has that mentality now and has that reputation. Uh, I don't think Connor Garland has that yet, but um, he's he's starting to get it. He, he will start to get it. So. Well, what do you do with this team, Jr.? You well, we, we had this conversation. Had this conversation on Twitter the other day. What do you do with with Toronto with all with all this talent? Like, what do you do with these teams that are not producing? Well, listen. I mean, Vancouver Canucks and the Toronto Maple Leafs are not in the same position here. Okay, Vancouver Canucks are no, the bottom of the have, league. But, but no, but they have they they are both underachieving by standards of everybody expected that they're doing. Correct. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Yes, they are. But Toronto, Toronto is more at focus, right? Because they're the they are more scrutinized because they're the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like nobody gives a shit about Vancouver out sitting out there, and probably that's that's why they're doing what they're doing. And the only people that care about Vancouver are the people in Vancouver. That's it. There's not there's nobody in Montreal that is like, God damn it, what's up with Vancouver? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You know, but there are people in Vancouver say, what the fuck's going on with Toronto? Yeah, there are. There are Toronto 100%. fans travel heavy, man. They're scattered all over the world. It's such an awful feeling as a fan. Okay. And even as a, as a, a non-fan that likes to, that likes to put a little money on the game to watch teams shit the bed and underachieve and not show up for games. It's so frustrating. It drives me crazy. I don't know about you guys. But you know the New York Rangers. The New York Rangers have not played the type of hockey this year that I would think they should. This year, they played one good game, and it was against the Colorado Avalanche, and they should have won that hockey game. That was the best game I've seen yet. But after that, they haven't impressed me whatsoever. Oh, uh, so so I, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about Toronto on this podcast, all over social media, up in up in Canada. Uh, a lot of people are focusing on the Leafs. What would you do if you were Shanahan? What would be your first move? My first move would get rid of Well, I guess if you're Dubis, but doesn't Shanahan ultimately get involved and make a decision in there as well? Um, well, he's going to because that's what Shady does, right? He has, he has to have his fingers in everything, in the cookie jar all the time, right? So you don't tell, nobody could tell me that Shanahan's just sitting in his office, not saying anything, watching hockey games and throwing you know throwing cups against the wall no he's he's definitely in the mix and saying something and he's going to be in dubis's ear i'm sure they're talking about it i'm sure they're talking about what what you know who they can get as a coach and talking about what kind of coaches would be good what what should we get rid of keith what's his what's his reputation with the players you know i, I don't know i, I I'll, if the players like keith well they're sure not showing it right now <laughs> that's for sure so do we do know if that? the players like Keith or not? I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. It's a. It's a good question. I mean, I can find out pretty easily. But um, when you, listen, you can't 
you can't as a franchise and as a storied franchise and as, as a franchise that is as um i think um picked at and watched as much as toronto lose as much in the playoffs and not just lose but literally choke in the playoffs and lose three one leads in series and lose a lot of money because of it and then come into a season and underachieve starting another season i mean they're 500 guys they're 500 they play 10 games they have 30 goals against 27 four <laughs> that's that's not when like we talked about la- last week when when is it time we i told you guys last week they're going into california you guys said they should sweep all three they lost all three they lost all three in california now they're coming back home to play tonight i think they're playing philadelphia Philadelphia is playing some good, hard hockey. And you know what Toronto Maple Leafs don't do? <clears throat> they don't play well against tough, hard-working teams. They don't because they get pushed out. And Philadelphia could go in there and give them a good licking after they come back off of a long West Coast road swing and give them another loss. And that would suck for them. Well, it it's, doesn't just stop it at a, at a Philadelphia team that plays hard, JR. They have... Uh... You know, we've gone over their schedule a bunch of times, but they have Philly tomorrow night. No, tonight, tonight, tonight. Uh, Philly tonight. Today's Wednesday, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boston Saturday, Carolina Sunday. That's their, that's, the, and then they have Vegas at home and then Pittsburgh at home. So, <laughs> and by the way, I, I put Boston. Carolina and Vegas in the top top five best teams for sure in the league. Look what Boston did last night with uh, Pittsburgh. Down down two goals, they come back, score two quick goals, score late, win in overtime. <laughs> it's like like what is again? Like I just sit here and I I look at the Toronto Maple Leafs and I and and they have a great roster. And then you look at the the Boston Bruins where. David Krejci wasn't even playing in the league last year. He, he, he somewhat retired, left to go back home to, where is it? Uh, Czech, Czech, Czech Republic. Czech. Um, and then all of a sudden, now he's back in the league. You have Bergeron, who's 37 years old, that mm-hmm. is, is, is looking like the team was going on a bit of a, a decline, and he is back for another year. And then you, then you look at uh, you know, uh, Jake DeBrusque, and Jake DeBrusque was, has been very unhappy in Boston. He's asked for a trade. They haven't traded him, and now all of a sudden he's playing fantastic. Yeah. And then you, 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 Marshawn, you Marshawn, who's like 34, 30, going on 35 years old. Like, I mean, this team, when is the friggin' decline going well, to happen? They missed Marshawn for the first six games or five games and they, of the season. And they still won. And they still won. And they and they don't have Charlie McAvoy. Yeah. And you know, you know what the you know what the difference is? I think, well, it's not just the difference, but I mean Pasternak is playing awesome. He's playing great hockey. Is, is he in this contract year? Because if he is, he's gonna fucking make a boatload. No, I think and, he's got another couple years. Um and I think Taylor Hall's played good hockey this year. I mean, he scored he scored three game winners in a row, I believe, uh, a, a week ago. But he's playing well. So holy shit, Pasternak is a UFA after this year. So exactly, so, he's in the, he's in a contract year. He's, you want to go? And, you want to go and talk about? You want to talk about a head scratcher? I read I read an article the the other day that uh, Pasternak right now. And the Boston Bruins are are far apart 
on their negotiations. And I think to myself, this for me, I just keep I I keep reading this over and over every time I read something on Pasternak. What goes beside his what goes in every single article? I'll tell you what it is. That he wants to stay in Boston. I'm gonna tell you right now, his no, he agent, doesn't. His no, 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 Petey, every single article is they're not close. Uh, negotiations, uh, you know, are, when are Marshawn, far apart. When Marshawn, Bergeron, and 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 Krejci, uh, who you know, and then uh, when those guys leave, Pasternak's all alone with all the young kids without those supporting pieces. He does not want to be there alone. This team is going to be middle of the pack at best. He does not want to get stuck on an average Boston Bruins team for the next eight years. So you're telling me that he's going to think about hitting the market? Well, if they're far apart in the in contract riv, I'd like to know what they're what they offered him and what he's looking for. Because you know he's going to be looking for nine and a half, ten. No, oh, you're, you're Jr. Way off. You think way off more than you think he's like twelve million. That. I want you to go right now and do your due diligence on putting together Pasternak and Nate McKinnon. I want you to go <laughs> and do the. I want you to go and do this. Do so you're telling me Pasternak is going to make twelve point six? This is a huge take right now that Ribs is throwing out. <laughs> what the? No, you you the think market I'm ju- set for these players? No one makes more than McKinnon or McDavid. And I'm not Matthews, saying the I am not saying Pasternak's going to make effect. more. I didn't say he was going to make more. I said that when you look at the two the the two players and what they've done throughout their careers, these two players are extremely. Close when it comes to point totals. And you have one guy who just signed an eight-year deal for uh, $12.6 million a year. Now, have an asterisk. Oh, um, you know, Nate McKinnon just won a Stanley Cup. Well, guess what? Pasternak has a Stanley Cup, too. When you go and look at... I don't think he does. Yeah, I don't think he does. Pasternak didn't win a Stanley Cup with no. uh, the Bruins. Go do your no. fucking due diligence. No, no, I don't think he was on a team yet. <laughs> no, he was just after. Okay, I think Pasta. I think Pasta came into league in fifteen, and they won it in what twelve? Yeah, somewhere 13, they won. Yeah, twelve, eleven, yeah. twelve, yeah. thirteen, somewhere in there. So, but anyway, I'll give, I'll give you, I'll give you an idea of 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 where these guys are at now that I have the numbers. So Nate McKinnon has played 647 games. He has 245 goals, 415 assists for 660 points. Now McKin uh Pasternak is a year younger. He's played 127 games less than Pasternak or than McKinnon. So McKinnon had 245 goals. Pasternak with 127 less games has 247 goals. 
Okay. Pasternak has 522 points over a point a game. Nate McKinnon has 660 in 647 games. Their statistics are almost identical. Pasternak has scored is on a way stronger goal pace. He already has, he's, he's played 127 less games and has two more goals than Nate McKinnon already in his career. So how much is he going to get? He's going to get, he'll get 11. No, he'll he'll get get 12. He's going to get, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Um, if I was trophy winner last year makes what? 11.5 Matthews. Okay. Okay, I know he signed that deal before. I just I don't know if that he matters. signed that deal. No, 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 not before. He signed that deal how many years ago? Four. Yeah, three, three years. Ago. Yeah, three. And four he years makes ago, yeah. he makes eleven point what? Eleven point five. I'm I'm on a five year deal. You have Pasternak, who is a year 11.64. younger than Nate McKinnon. Year younger. Okay, he is. Yeah, it's it's listen, a world class hockey player. He has been underpaid for years in Boston years. He took a hometown discount because everybody had to be under uh Bergeron. Let me ask you this. Let me Not ask anymore, you this, man. Though. Let me ask, let me ask you this though. Um, does, does reputation and um, popularity come into a contract? Because reputation. So, and, and, yeah. And because popularity. everybody's heard of, Everybody's heard of Nate McKinnon. Everybody's heard of, of Austin Matthews. Everybody heard that they're the poster boys of, of the National Hockey League, right? They're, Pasternak is not talked about like these other guys. There, there are people in the hockey world who don't, don't even know who Pasternak is. Well, Everybody is that is that who, because what, are they living under a rock? Well, no, because they don't know who there's, Pasternak there's, there's, is. There's a lot of people living under a rock in this world today. Trust me. But, you know, again, when you talk about the, 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 the top players in the league, okay, and if you just run through them, okay, just an, an ordinary fan, I will bet you that 9 out of 10 won't put Pasternak in the top five. Oh, I won't. And I, you know why I won't? For the reasons that you just said, Jeremy, because I'll forget about them. And exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, it, it, like, let's go through right now. Top 10 players quickly. Just help me out. Okay. McDavid, Matthews, Marner, or no, McDavid, Matthews, McCarr, uh, Dreisaitl, McKinnon, 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 Eichel. Um, whoa. Whoa. Are you Ooh, kidding me? Eichel is number six right now. Ooh. Oh, no, 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 no. These aren't, these aren't in order. These aren't in order. These are just like, would you put, top would, would you put, would you put, would you put Kucher off in that? Stamkos, maybe. Stamkos uh, is on Barkoff, fire right now. Bark, would you put like, Barkoff in there? No. No. I might put... Uh, would you put... Uh, would you put... Would you put uh, Kopitar in there? Kids no. having a hell of a year. No, I wouldn't. Wow. I wouldn't because Kopitar is so 2011-12 that I forget, I forget about him. But Dude, yes, that, the, LA, the, LA team went, the LA team went in and just spanked. St. Louis the other day, and you know they played they played well again yesterday. They lost, but they played well. And Kopitar's leading that team again. Him and and Kempe, those two. But 
I don't so know. my point is, is that I could probably go around the league and find a few more guys that I would put ahead of. Pasternak. Okay, here's another one. Here's another one. Would you put Marchand in front of Pasternak? They're on the same team. I would, take, I would take Marshawn over Pasternak if I were picking a team. I'll no tell you that way. Right. Fucking no right way. I would. Are no, you kidding me? Not. Now we're you getting can't ahead tell of me. ourselves. I'm not getting ahead of you. I, the guy's I, a 100-point guy, and he's a severe agitator. How would I not want this guy on my team? He is. I would absolutely take, take away the, Take away the age. Just take away the age because take take away the age. Take away the, what what he does on, on the ice and what, you know, what in his prime. Like in, his, in their prime. Who would you take? I, Marshawn. I would too. I love I love Marshawn. I think I think Marshawn is is um in the last number of years, like I know he's getting older, like he's 34 years old, okay. But you go back to his late 20s, okay, early 30s, he is the he's most underappreciated player in the yes. NHL. He was putting yes. up literally uh almost 100 points a year, 40 goals a year. He's a power play guy. He's the first penalty kill guy with Bergeron. He was on the ice at the end of a game. If you needed to shut down a one goal lead, he was on the ice at the the game. If you needed a goal, he's in the middle of every fight and scrum. He's licking people like the guy is an absolute rock star. Yes, he is. And and the reason why he's not more popular is because of his of his own actions. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I, I think he's 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 brought so much attention over the stupid things that he's done, and I think he's 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 cleaned himself up a lot, which has made him even better. But you know, licking people, the you know the the you know the drop all the different things that he did to get suspended. I think people see that before they see the unbelievably clutch hockey player that he is, and I mean clutch. Yeah. But we're yeah, also looking can... at a Brad Marchand for an example and, and the love for Brad Marchand. He's 34 years old and he's played at a high level from the age of probably 27 to what he is now. You have David Pasternak, who's only 26 years old. <clears throat> he has had, you know, multiple 40 goal years. He had a 48 goal year, a 40 goal year, a 38 goal year, a 35 goal year. Like the guy has the guy is produced in every yep. stretch. Okay. He isn't, he is an unbelievable hockey player and he's only 26 years old and you're going to get be interesting, man. And it's going to be interesting. He's going to make, see. he has to make, he has to make more than $12 million because when you look, you just name McDavid, Dreisaitl, Matthews, McKinnon, Jack Eichel, you put in there, Petey, um, Kale McCarr. Um, you can throw in a, you know, a, a Victor Hedman, um, you know, you have elite players. I would say that Pasternak is we didn't probably even Patrick Kane. We didn't even say Patrick Kane. <laughs> Patrick Kane, yeah, you could throw him in there, but Patrick Kane is also 34, right? He's had an awesome career. Now you're looking at a Pasternak, okay? Who Patrick Kane 
back years ago, signed his contract for $10.5 million, which was an extreme amount of money back then. Now, $10.5 million is, is a solid contract for an elite guy. You look at what's going to happen, JR, in four years from now, the salary cap's going from 82 and a half. It'll be higher than 90, 92, $94 million in four years from now. So when I'm talking about a, a, a pastor knack making 12 million, sounds like a lot of money now, four, five, six, seven, eight years from now, it's not going to be that. Yeah. It's not going to no, be the it's money. A good, it's, it, I agree with you. It's, it's a good point. And that's, I think he, that's I think he ends up real, making yeah. the same as Panarin. He'll get the same as the Panarin deal, eleven point six four. I mean, basically twelve million. But I will ask you this again: He's not Pete. getting twelve. Why? Why is he going to sign the same deal as a Temi Panarin, who has had a very good contract, who has had a very, who's had very good years? He signed it what two years ago? How old's a Temi Panarin? Because I guess, I guess, how old's I Temi guess, Panarin? I guess when I hear about a guy like Pasternak, and you're saying Craig. He really wants to stay. No, no. That's what the media is saying. Okay. Well, then where are they getting that from? They obviously have to be getting that from him because they're not going to guess. I would what never you, say. What do you he think really the guy is going to say when they say, hey, uh, you know, any any news in your contract? Well, let's, uh, let's not take a whole his, lot let's, right let's now. Believe, let's say he's be being Boston? true. Let's say, let's say if, if he's going to say that in the media, let's just say that he's being honest. Okay. Like, he's not saying, well, we'll see what happens at the end of the year. We'll see where the team is. We'll see what the other guys are doing. He's not saying all that. So let's just pretend for a second that his words are real. Why is he going to push them to the max then for what he would get at UFA if he really well, wants I, to stay there and loves it there? Like, why well, is he I not going to say, I'll stay for 8 for 11 or 8 for 10, and and we can s- take some money and 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 get well, that, some players? That, that being said, Petey, that being said, Petey, I wonder what Boston's even offering him if he's if he's saying he wants to stay and he's not signing a contract. They must be offering him. They can't eight be offering eight? him in the seven. They can't eight be offering eight? him in the sevens or eights. Really, let, let, let me offering? let me let me go back to something. Like we're talking about one of the most elite young goal scorers in the NHL the last number of years. He has put up ninety five point season. Okay, he's put up multiple, multiple major point seasons. You brought up an awesome comparable. You brought up a guy named Atemi Panarin. He's 31 years old. When he signed the deal four years ago, he was 27. Okay. Pasternak at that time never had a 90 point season. Okay. He never had a 40 goal season. You're looking at signing a Pasternak or uh, a Temi Panarin signed for $11.6 million. A Temi Pasternak right now has exceeded the point totals of a Temi Panarin. He signed the deal four years ago, four years ago. He should be making 12 plus million dollars which is which is probably what he'll be looking for which is why i don't think he'll be in boston because i don't think boston will pay that well they will you absolutely pay him you want to know why jr because when you because, go to because marshawn's leaving because patrice bergeron's leaving because Krejci's old i get it i get you, it you you have you have a 34 year old marshawn a 30 year old taylor hall 
a 30-year-old Charlie Coyle, a 35-year-old Nick Foligno, a 33-year-old Craig Smith, a 37-year-old Patrice Bergeron, a 30-year-old Thomas Nusick. You have a 30-year-old Derek Forb- Forbot or whatever. I mean, the entire... So you think, team, he, you think he's in, waiting? You think he's waiting because he knows some of these guys are going to be going. It's going to free up a lot of money. I mean, he could be could be strategic. He knows he's going to have a big year this year. He's, why is he going to sign? Why is he going to exactly. sign? Exactly. Why you know? would you sign when you're 26 years old? You are an absolute rock star, and if you had the opportunity to sign a Temi or a, a Pasternak to a contract, he is an absolute steal at his age moving forward i mean he he holds all of the cards he he is sitting there if i was the agent i would love to be the agent and grab the five percent uh commission that this agent's (laughs) gonna get i would walk in and literally drop an eight-year deal for 12 million dollars and say this will be signed or he is not coming back on principle because the last contract you screwed him 6.6 he should have been making 11 back then Mm -hmm. left money on the table he's not doing it this time it's It's a very simple contract eight years 12 million i'm making my point totals are essentially the exact same as nate mckinnon's okay and guess what guess what they're gonna say he's gonna because somebody is going to give me 12 or 13 for him out there. Somebody. A thousand percent. Well, somebody that's an interesting point that you bring up. And I, I mean, I, will they? Well, I think what, I think what Riv said earlier is a great point with that, with that salary cap going up and up and up, you know, next year, it's going to be higher than this year. There's, there's going to be free money for some teams. Yeah. Okay. Some things. And, you know, yeah, I do. I do think there'll be a team that will be able to do that. I just look and I think, uh, you know, all these teams, even midway at the salary cap, these teams midway down are strapped, you know? And I mean, I guess I'm not looking at contracts coming off and other, all that stuff, you know, I, I, so I haven't dug that far into it, but I, I guess I just find it hard to believe that free agents are going to be signing for that kind of cash. I mean, I guess, because teams, I don't know how teams afford it anymore. I, I thought because that, it's like, simple. Can you afford? Can it? Can the New York Rangers afford four years ago to sign a Temi Panarin to eleven point six plus million dollars? Could they? Could they afford? Because the salary cap was not eighty two and a half. It was what seventy eight million dollars. Yeah, could the some, Rangers yeah. afford? to bring in that player? Yes, they can, because they knew that that $78 million was going to go up through the course of that $11.6 million deal. And it's going to get less and less and less of a burden as the years move forward. Okay. It's going to be the exact same thing. An $11.6 million deal four years ago is a $13 million deal today. Did you guys disagree with my uh, Jack Eichel in the as one of the top ten best players when I threw him in there? Like it wasn't a courtesy. Kid, kid, hey, by the way, the kid's playing good this year, man. I mean, his goal the other day, his overtime goal, that was pretty sick. He's free Willie. He's yeah, he's looking pretty good, man. And that team is a lot of fun to watch. Vegas is 
one of my favorite teams to watch in all of sports right now. I'm telling you, they're just so much fun to watch because they play, well, they play hard. They make plays. Because of Jack Eichel. Yeah, I think, yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, I love watching Stone play. I, you know, I love watching Marsa so play. So I just can't under, believe they're not most underappreciated player on that team. Do you know who it is? Oh yeah. It's, it's, gets yeah. no respect. It's, it's, um, it's, um, what's his guy, name? Guy Riley came from Washington. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Chandler, uh, Chandler, Chandler Stevenson, Chandler Stevenson, Chandler Stevenson, kids, an absolute stud ball and nobody. And I mean, fourth liner in Washington when they won the cup, I believe uh, he's a, he can play, man. He can play. He had 64 yeah, they, they, points Washington last gave year. Up on him. Washington gave up on him, literally gave up on him, quit on him. Yeah. Traded him away. Um, Best I kind like, of what's, fuel. What's 18's name? What's 18's name? Right. Um, is it Riley? Riley Smith. Riley Smith. Riley Smith. Right. Yeah. That kid is a smart, smart, good hockey player, man. He makes his line mates better by the plays that he makes, by the intelligence that he has. By he's a he's very underrated on that team too. Trust me, Marcheseau plays well. Um, yeah. Carlson's having a better year right now than he did last year because he, Carlson be was in the situation that you know he had um, a Jack Eichel who was coming back off like a year and a half being off with his neck injury. Um, the entire team was injured. Carlson was 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 asked to do more than maybe his capabilities. Mark Stone was out. Riley <clears throat> Smith was out. Braden McNabb was out. I mean, they had a number of players. Mm-hmm. that were injured i mean throughout the course of the of the entire year and now they seem to have their shit together they have jack eichel's healthy he's playing back to his elite status like we we talked about jack eichel after last season we would have put him like 137th in the league well pd today basically just dropped jack eichel's name in the in a top 10 t- category in the nhl and guess what Neither you or I, Jr. balked at it because he's mm-hmm. that good. He's that dynamic, and he's that uh, he he's playing exceptionally well, carrying the yeah, carrying the squad. Hey, listen, but we expect him to do that. We expect him to do that, right? Because last last year, we we I even said, you know, we talked about is he a superstar? Uh, he's on his way. He's on his way back to being considered a superstar if he continues what he's doing. Absolutely. Well, don't tell me that two players can't literally carry a team because Oh my god, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Dry Seidel and McDavid are absolutely ridiculous. Four points ridiculous. each again last night. I mean, I it's it's unbelievable. I, I when you look I at those never... two guys, JR, and 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 in your time playing from, you know, the early 90s all the way through like is what is a duo that is comparable or 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 like like what were the Lemieux Yager? That's a good one. Yeah. It's the only Lemieux one. Yager. Well, Messier Gretz. I mean, come on. Yeah, me? <laughs> Messier Gretzky, Yager Lemieux. Those guys, those two carried the load, man. Crosby Malkin. Uh, Crosby Malkin, yeah. Crosby Malkin. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. By the way, all in the same teams, Pittsburgh, Edmonton have had the best dynamic duos like in history. Like you gotta be shitting me. How does that happen? Holy smoke. Gretzky, Massey. Could you, could you put an Iserman Fedorov in that? Yes. Yes, absolutely. 
Fuck yes. What about a Sackick Forsberg? Yes. Yes. 100%. Big time. Keep going. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to I mean, I, I'm trying to think back to you know for for me it's like I I loved watching Joe Sackick and Steve Eiserman. Sergey Fedorov was like love, the love ultimate Forsberg. LaFontaine like, McGillney. Well, Forsberg Forsberg is like the for me, he is kind of like one of the ultimate players of the game. He was yeah. maybe not Strong. maybe not the top 10 point producer but what he did as an overall game he was heavy on the puck he had insane oh. skill blah 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 i mean it was very impressive unbelievable like st- stupid good stupid good he he invented that reverse hit who Federoff? no forsberg forsberg okay yeah, yeah. like people coming at him and he'd throw he'd throw his his shoulder back at him and knock him straight on their ass and keep going hey um, hey hey you know so <clears throat> we were practicing one day jr here in buffalo it was rib's first year in buffalo and the only year that we played together and lindy ruff was our coach and we we didn't make the playoffs that year which means you had some skids of bad hockey and you had some skids of good hockey but mostly skids of bad hockey and we were doing a drill where Lindy just kind of chipped the puck, not the corner, just to the boards. Like we were out by like the blue line. So it was like along the straight boards mm-hmm. yep. and two players had to go in and get the puck. One guy goes in and the other guy goes in to just contain him. He just, Lindy just wanted to work on guys containing. Right. So he goes, Peters, you go first, Craig, you go first. <laughs> Lindy throws the puck. Actually, he didn't throw the puck. I had to start with the puck on the boards. Right. So I have my body turned to the boards and, and it, like the whistle blows and everyone's standing around watching because we're doing the demonstration and Riv closes in on me hard and I just fucking bury my shoulder in his chest. He goes back. He's lying on his back and his as his helmet's kind of flip back. The entire team just starts fucking roaring because I, I just laid old Captain Miserable Riv right on his ass and the drill didn't call for it, but Fuck my mood did. <laughs> oh, Do you remember that? I don't. Oh I don't fuck! Remember. It was. I, I remember anything. Myself laughing. <laughs> Lindy was. Lindy Ruff was actually laughing. And that morning he started. I he was don't. in one of those. He was uh, in one of those teeth grinding moods. Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. That's so funny. Uh, oh, anyway. I love that. Riv doesn't remember that. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> Riv doesn't remember shit, man. That's oh, that's that the so funny. That's the but worst. I'll part tell you what, but but. Listen, do you guys you guys remember when Drysidle like really started coming? Like they sent Drysidle to the minors. Like he spent time in the minors. Wow. The, yeah, there was yes. a time where where people thought that yes, they were ruining they sent Leon Drysidle. They sent him down multiple times, but and then all of a sudden he came up and st- literally started scoring points and has not stopped since. And you want to talk about one of the ugliest looking best point producing guys in the game. He does not look good. He almost looks like the hunchback of Notre Dame playing, right? The way he skates, the way he's, he has very little stride, but you want to talk about strong. You want to talk about making great plays, great passes, being in the right place can shoot the puck. Holy shit. 
Like again, you're like you go back to you, you look at Austin Matthews and Austin Matthews, like I said yesterday, is considered a one B two one A Connor McDavid. Would you agree with that? After last year, JR, he just scored yes. what 60, 60 some 62, goals. Yeah. Yeah. He is considered the one B to Connor yes. McDavid. Okay. Yes. Leon Dreisidel right now in 10 games has 21 points. <laughs> Connor Mc... You have Austin Matthews has three goals and eight points. Leon Dreisaitl has 21 points. I, I, I'm... They... Listen, I mean, they play together. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl play together on the power play, okay, which obviously I think would be very lethal. Lethal but they're not playing together for probably 80% of an NHL game because they play on different lines. And I can't believe the, the point producing from Leon Dreisaitl. And it hasn't, it, it it's not just kind of like a one hit wonder type year where, you know, a, you know, a top end player kind of plays exceptionally well. He has been doing this for a number of years. A number of years. By the way, it's a great point in saying that a lot of the game, they do play on separate lines. I mean, they do spread out the offense. But when that team needs to go, they put them, they, they, they join the together. same line. Yep. Yeah, they put them together. Maybe, maybe say, they're not as thin as we think, gentlemen, throughout their roster. It's not that, it's not that they're thin, PD. It's that the other people aren't, haven't produced nightly the way that those guys do well let me give you their stats right now mcdavid 22 and 10 dry 21 and 10 hyman 12 and 10 six goals six assists nugent hopkins 12 and 10 he's got five and seven kane 11 points he's got five and six nurse six points he's got two and four tyson berry five points in 10 games these are d now they have three defensemen in a row that are on pace for 41 or more points so you have four you have four offensive guys in that for, in the top in the top 10. Where's you want to know where this team has faltered? This, and five. this is just my listen, when you have a McDavid, Dreisaitl, Zach Hyman, Nugent Hopkins and then Kane, there's five offensive players. There's five forwards that are playing exceptionally well. They have three defensemen yeah. in Nurse, Barry, and Evan Bouchard. Evan Bouchard is a really nice defenseman. Very young, first-round draft pick. Uh, PD could help me out here. Could be around uh, 9 to 11 uh, pick, something like that. Evan, Who's that? Evan Bouchard. Somewhere in there, yeah. So he he's really been a nice, nice player for the Edmonton Oilers. Then what is going on with Yakamoto? Yamamoto. A, Yamamoto. He is a first-round draft pick. He is not panned out. He's small, um, easy to play against. As far as I'm concerned, he's got zero goals, three assists in nine games. He needs to be moved. It is what it is. Then you have the biggest bust, and this is the reason why they're not challenging for a Stanley Cup. And this is Jesse Poliarvi. Jesse mm-hmm. Poliarvi was drafted fourth overall, six foot three, two hundred and twenty pound forward from Finland. That was supposed to be the 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 top kid of the draft. 
Well, he's got one goal in 10 games and it's been like this since he's come into the league and he hurts the team because he has not panned out. Yeah. And they signed him to that one year deal for 3 million bucks. They need to move these guys. They need to move these guys. Who's uh, who they have in goal right now. They have Skinner and Stuart Skinner. Who's played exceptionally well. Yeah, he's, he's got well. a 1.59 goals against average right now. Wow. And he's got a save percentage of a 0.955. So when this kid's in the net, he's played very, very well. The other guy is Jack Campbell, big signing, big money signing. Yeah. And he is the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Hasn't yeah, performed. I, I, now, listen, I, mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like a, him. In, I didn't like him in Toronto either. I mean, that's well, a, but uh, listen, they're, 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 they're at least they're showing up to play lately because the beginning of the season, Edmonton didn't know what time the game starts and now they're starting to play some better hockey, but I'm just, I'm just shocked watching those two guys dominate this, this year again. There's nobody even close to them in points, really points per game. Yep. How many, Again, how, many just, get, how, many, how many points does McDavid get this year? Is he, how many is he going to get? Yeah. 150. And I think he's going to score 70 When's the goals. last time someone scored 150? Well, it was probably Gretzky. Mario. No, Mario. Mario, Mario probably, yeah. Mario or Wayne or Yager. Who knows? I think he's going to get 150. Why is it not time? He, Look at the scores last night. I understand that, but you're 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 going to ask an NHL hockey player to put up two points a game for an entire season? No, I'm going to ask him to have multiple four point games. He's going to have a couple games with no points, then he'll have a bunch of four point. He just he he has like ten points in his last three games. I I I think it's extremely difficult to sustain the pace in which he is going. Right now, right now he's on pace for 160 plus points. I think he's going to end up with a little, little under one forty. You watch, maybe one thirty-eight. You watch. How many goals? Which, I think he, I think he eclipses the sixty because I think because oh, Matthews no did way. it last year. I think Matthews did it last year. I don't think he wants to, he he doesn't want Matthews beating him. He's I think go he's a man on a mission, man. I, I, there, this guy, this guy, guy kind of, he kind of. To me, he strikes me as like a Michael Jordan type of a personality, like things that you fuel him and competitive. He's a competitive, he's a competitive fucker, man. Like I, 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 he's such a good guy. You guys ever talk to him? Guys ever like, yeah, he's, you would never in a million years think he's as good as he is being around him. He's so pleasant. He's such a good dude. And then he goes out there and he just rips people's hearts out. Just. He and Crosby are cut from the exact same cloth when it comes to well, minus the the picture we saw of McDavid this year with the girl outside the bar. But I mean, you never see or hear from him. You know what I mean? You never you never hear anything from him. It's just like it. it it's unbelievable their private lives and the way they approach the game. It it's incredible. Did you, did you see the Did you see the goal he scored against Chicago? He made that defenseman look so stupid. I just, you know what I like, know what I thought after makes, I, N- he makes NHL players look stupid on the ice and that's, and, and nightly yeah. it's incredible. incredible. You know, I, 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 I looked at that play, JR. I know exactly. It was the one right in front of the net, yeah. right? 
Yeah. And his, did you see his hands? You see his stick handling? I don't understand it. Like, listen, man. I mean, there's a lot of really, really good stick handlers in this league. I don't understand how his, his hands, like how much stick handling did you have to do as a kid? Like how many hours did you have to do a week of stick handling to get to that point? No. And, and at, he goes, he's going from a stop position, makes that move and is, and he's by him with that one burst of speed and then how quick of a shot goaltender didn't even know what to do. Right. When I, when I was growing up, I played against, a, when I played against a kid, he was, he was deemed a generational talent from the time he was like 11. Okay. And he was granted exceptional status. He played in the OHL as a 14 or 15 year old. Cause he was from the Sault He was from Sault Ste. Marie and his name was Rico Fada. Okay. He ended up going six overall in the NHL draft. He was like, I'm telling you, nobody could keep up to this kid on the ice. He was like a fire hydrant that could, he was so fast. And I remember they timed him at 15 in the OHL. They did this time from a stop start to the other blue, blue line to blue line. And he, he was at NHL speed as like a 14 or 15 year old from, from a stop start at the blue line. To, to flying through the other blue line. It was like two seconds or something. I, I Something ridiculous, right? The knock on him was that his hands couldn't keep up to his feet. Like he was so fast, but he could not, he, he could not maneuver at that speed. And that's what ended up hampering him in the long run. So when you see McDavid making these plays at top speed, it just... People don't understand. Like I don't understand. I'm just. Well, I'm a just lot. Going... Speedy, it's a great. It's a. It's a great point too because that's that's one of the reasons why a lot of these players today are just good players and not great players because they're so fast. But you know, it can't keep up with to their feet. Their, their brain. The brain. Yeah. Yeah. The brain can't can't process the speed that they're going, so they can't make the plays. Connor McDavid does the hands and the brain at lightning speed at the right? same Which at is, the same speed if not faster speed. than his feet correct yeah and it's that's it's an amazing it's amazing combination of, of talents right we there's a dime a dozen how many guys are so fast but their brains don't work yeah right? it, it, 100%. and then there are guys that are super slow that are super fast with super the brain smart. that they they make up their 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 the way they Dry think saddle. the game makes up for their lack of speed yeah. Dry saddle. <clears throat> dry saddle. Maybe it's a dry saddle. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, another player we got to talk about here before we get out of here. There's two. There's two more players we have to talk about. <clears throat> One is Tage Thompson. We'll talk about him in a minute. Okay. But the other is a completely rejuvenated Eric Carlson. A hat trick last night and an assist. Did he really? Yes. He has 15 he eight points. Goals? Eight goals. Does he have eight uh, goals right now? It's his ninth goal. Sorry. <clears throat> he has 15 points in 12 games. I've watched him a few times because last week I was telling you guys that San Jose is a sneaky, tough team to play against. They lost a tough one last night against Anaheim, but that Carlson, he's, he's, he's on the ice. What's his, what's his playing time? 29 minutes a game, 28 minutes a game. The guy doesn't come off the ice. This is the greatest thing that could happen to Mike Rear, the new GM of the San Jose Sharks is having Eric Carlson play at a super elite level. Yep. Okay? Because Eric Carlson, 
is older. He is older. He's 32 years old, still has lots of game left in him with how he plays the game and, and how the game in general has is trending. It's Eric Carlson's game. And now this kid, oh, Eric's healthy. You know, healthy. He's got nine goals in 12 games. Nine goals in 12 games, 15 points. I'm going to tell you, this is the greatest thing that's happening to Mike Rear because his contract has never been more ridiculous before this year. Now, Mike Greer will have an opportunity to trade Eric Carlson, which he 1,000% should. If you can get, if you can dump that contract, get multiple, multiple picks and super high-end young talent, San Jose has to change and go in a different direction. They have to. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And that, that becomes a, does that become before trade deadline or is that Christmas time deal? I'm going to tell you right now, you can trade you, you trade him. If there is a partner, you're getting 11 and a half million dollars off your, off your salary cap. That's number one. You will get a first round draft pick. You are going to get possibly two elite um, prospects. Is this, a good, is this a good? Is this a good Toronto Toronto pick? Get rid of some of their guys. They don't Toronto, need them. Too old for Toronto. They don't need. Is he too old for Toronto? <laughs> what do they need? Well, no. Toronto is in a win mode now. Toronto's in a win mode now. They can't wait. If they're looking to establish themselves as, as one of the greatest teams in the game that has an opportunity to win, I think that they do have a team that can do a lot of damage. And it goes, back, it, it goes back to some of the re- responses that I got on Twitter the other day in talking about Toronto. I would say 40% of the people that responded to me are like, Toronto needs a defenseman. Toronto needs a defenseman. Toronto needs defense. But you know, he's not a defenseman, a defenseman to me, though. Oh, yeah, but do you, well, he's not a defenseman, but he plays defense. So, and what's the best? What's the best defense? A good offense. So, if you have a player like Carlson who possesses the puck as much as he does, what's his plus minus on a on a bad team? He's probably right minus, now he's, he's even. a minus player. Right he's now an he's even, even player. He, he's an even player on a team that's what's the record? They're, they're down at the bottom. They're at the bottom. Yeah. Okay. So here's a guy on a team that is not very good. They compete, but he's a plus player as a defenseman who's on the ice 28 minutes a game. You can't the tell me is who doesn't... can afford him, JR. There's nobody that can afford him. There's nobody well, in the well, league. You're going to you're gonna have to trade him for some top end talent. That's what I'm saying to you. If Greer's, he can go out and maybe get a, um, a Marner or a Nylander or something of that nature and bring over a little bit younger for something that Toronto could need right now. Do they do something like that? I mean, I that's, think it, that's, that's what that, that's, 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 I mean, that's a lot, but it's, it's a, I think it's what they're going to, I think what they should do, keep them for the, till the end of the year and let them just explode and have an unbelievable year, move them at the draft, pick up half his salary on only four years. You know where the money drops, 
So pick up half there is, his salary. There is and, very few teams in the league that can make this deal for an eleven and a half million dollar defenseman. There's it would have very to be for very, half very, his salary because that's the max they can pick up, and the deal is a lot sexier <clears> if you're trading him away, and the team only has to you know cover a cap hit of five point seven five versus eleven point five. They they're gonna have to eat it. They are gonna have because I thought it was a crazy contract when he signed it in the first place. I mean, not to mention not to mention that they had Burns making sick money right next to him. I mean, that was a lot of money to, and because of it, Joe Pavelski had to leave, and Joe's putting up numbers year after year after year. I mean, that contract that contract cost San Jose their team. I felt that way when uh, the Sabers signed Tage Thompson. Like the goals he scored, he 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 looked like he looked like McDavid and a couple of those goals. Like the patience, that one in front of the net, that was sick, dirty. His shot, and again, it it doesn't look so pretty, but the kid is as effective as hell. I I love I I I haven't watched him until you guys started talking about him. I love him. I think he's awesome. He's awesome. Big, big body, and he can pass the puck. That's the thing. Like smart. Nobody's yeah. smart. You look where he goes. You, you, you watch the game. Don't watch the game. Watch Tage. Watch where he goes. Watch his decision-making, what he does with the puck. Watch where he goes when the puck moves to certain situations because he goes right where that puck is going to end up. And it, it happened. Like his goals just the other day were the puck came because that's just the, 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 you know, the trend of the puck, and he's there because he knows it's going to be there and it ends up in the back of the net. The kid's fucking great. I love it. I'm happy for him. I am. Well, I really am. I said yesterday because I, I completely switched my tune. I said, ah, the Sabres should just wait. He's had one good year. See if he can do it again. And if he earns the money, he earns it. Now, now as Riv rips on me yesterday, I say, well, you know what? Kid never should have signed the deal. He would have got $9 million per year. And <laughs> and that's the whole that's the whole decision that a lot of these GMs have to make. You flip-flop back and forth, back and forth. You know, should we pay him the money? you know, up front, but, or should we wait to see if he actually yeah. earns the contract? Because like I said yesterday, if you falter, if you have a bad contract and you sign a guy to a seven or eight year contract and it, and, and it becomes a bad contract that will ruin you for years and years to come. It's, it's Carlson. It happened with Carlson. I'm glad he's playing better. But how long can he sustain it? I mean, he's 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 frail as ever. You ever seen Eric Carlson out of his out of his gear? I mean, the guy's like he's like a stick. He's like he's one he's one hit from being in two pieces. Well, thank God there's no hitting in the league, so he's, he's going to be fine. <laughs> um, but listen, and I'm glad Darlene's playing good hockey. It's it's they're fun to watch, man. They've been a fun team to watch. You know what? I'll tell you what, and I'm telling you, Poso has been. It's. It's. I think he's making a huge difference as a captain up in Buffalo. It's. It's, it's a good team to watch. Halloween, all those years ago when you were with Philadelphia, you went out as yeah. Bobby Clark. Where did you get the, the the outfit? Did you get shit for that? No, not at all. Actually, Clarky loved it, so he was laughing his ass off up in up in the press box, up in his little uh, in the manager's box, but. So, um, Rock, how does that all guys, come about? Do, Where does that do, do idea you guys, stem do, from? Do you guys remember Rock, who used to work in the the trainer that used to work in the Philly locker room 
Yeah. Rock was the old Italian guy. He's just he's one of the best, one of the best guys in, in in hockey. He's been in Philadelphia forever. But he looks like he's from Philly, right? Just down home, looks like an Italian mafia guy. You know, Rock's been there for years and years and years, goes all the way back to the 80s, right? And um, so I said to Rock, I said, I want to, I want to dress up as Clarky for you know, for Christmas. Do you, you know, where can I get some of those old Cooperalls that they used to wear? And Rock actually said to me, I have, I have Clarky's old pants that he actually wore when he played. I'm like, you're shitting me. I said, okay, let's make up a Jersey. I'll go get the wig. You know, I should have blacked out one of my teeth. That would have been really good. But I, I went to put on Clarky's Cooperalls. And I had my shell on, right? Because it's warm-ups. I couldn't, I couldn't get it past my kneecap. I couldn't get his pants past my kneecap with the shells. I had to take my shell off and put Clarky's pants on with nothing on underneath it, just just my bare ass. And it barely fit. So it was Clarky's Cooperalls and my balls. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, that's how small Clarky was back then. What was the locker room like before you went out there, though? Because I mean, the oh, guys must have been absolutely they howling. They were laughing. It was they they had such a they had such a laugh at it. And we won the we won the game. I think I had a pretty good game too. So I always hey, listen, I like to have fun, and I always pushed the envelope, and I tried to have, and it drove Hitchcock crazy. It it sent Ken through the walls. Like, why do you got to do all this stuff, Jr. Why do you have to be on your own page? I'm like, because my page is way more exciting than your fucking page. But that's not, is that own page though? Or is that a guy that's trying to have a little bit of fun? I don't understand. They don't want you to have fun in the National Hockey League. They want you to be cookie cutter. They want you to be right down, right down Main Street. Okay. Don't swerve off and get a fucking beer or nothing. Just stay right on and, and, and toe the line. Right. Don't. Don't don't put yourself out above anybody else. Don't be creative. Don't. But why is that? Why well, why is the NHL all those years? Because when I came in in nineteen ninety five and came out in two thousand, you know eleven, it was just the way. That was just the way. There was very 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 few players in the league that were like you or a PK Subban when when uh, watching him. I think it's two things. Well, I I think number one, I think that National Hockey League has always wanted to have a squeaky clean image. I think they wanted their players to be uh, law abiding, respectful, fan friendly. They wanted to push that narrative across to their fans for popularity. And I think they wanted everybody to be no bigger than a team. And I think number two, I think where the how a lot of players grew up and where they grew up. You look at a lot of the Canadians, they grew up working on the farms, working hard, shoveling shit, pitching hay, working like doing some real humble, humble work. Right. And then you get you get to the to the game and you it you respect how hard it was to get there. Yeah. And now right? look at the game. They're begging players for it. They're begging for more personality. You know, yeah, they, they, now, they, and they, are they, we they, getting they that get through the next generation? You can't get no. No, these guys are boring as hell. Well, I, mean, I, I would say they're less boring than what they were back 10, 15 years ago when I played. Like well, Trevor yeah, Zugris has more cheesy Trevor now. Z- 
Well, I'm no, I'm not saying the way that they play. I'm saying their personalities and how they how like I think we talk about Pasternak. He's awesome on camera. He's is his personality. He's great on camera. You got Kale McCarr. You see the commercials that Kale McCarr is awesome. Doing. Great person. Great personality. What about what about Trevor Zegras? Yeah, he brings a different on ice personality that we haven't seen, and I think that draws kids. It draws young kids into watching the game and being fans. A hundred percent. I'm just talking about the, you know, the the on air personalities that are gonna are are gonna bring people into watch. Hey, this guy like. There's not too many situations that you can put a lot of these athletes into like national commercials because they don't bring the the Barclays. They don't bring, you know, the the, well, the, the at, Peyton Mannings, the Peyton Mannings. Look at of, Connor of McDavid on Saturday Night Live a few years ago introducing the weekend. It was and then and then you had the guy who played Bond come out and impersonate him after you go, ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Like McDavid gets up there in his Oilers shirt and he's like, "Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend." Hey, right? by the way, go 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 watch go watch me on The Price Is Right. I was Get the fuck out yeah. of here. Yeah, Where go you? ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you can go on YouTube, watch my performance on The Price Is Right. I just okay. looked up the Connor McDavid SNL where he introduced the weekend. Yeah. Oh my! Oh my God! <laughs> that's funny. That's got to be a skit. That's got. That's got to be a skit of like. You think it's that was SNL, intentional? Of course, it's a skit. No, that's just no. That was just how we did it. <laughs> that's his personality. He's. Oh yeah. my! Yeah. I'm shocked you haven't seen it. Hey, anyway, Jr. Great I, stuff. I, 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 I gotta send you. I guys. I gotta send you guys a hat so you guys can help promote the whiskey. Yeah, whiskey in the wild, baby. We're uh, we're just rolling along. Everything is going great. You know, whiskeyinthewild.com. Make sure you guys uh, push it out there. Keep people buying it. We're just we're so happy with how 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 we're spreading and how we're just rolling. Timu Solane, yeah. uh, what did he say? Like mother's milk. Mother's milk. I, I love the English. Jr. What it is? What it is? What it, it is? is? Yeah, it, what it is, man. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. You can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.